0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Electric Leftovers. My name is Jason. This is episode 418 and we're uh, kinda half back to the old way, kinda half to the new way. Uh, We do have a video of this episode happening over on the Buy Me A Coffee thing. I'm in the house this time with the old setup because I got a lot of things I want to do with OBS and it's just easier to do it here on the big setup. So. Uh, If you're watching the video, over on that side, we're getting to the archives for some G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero. We've got a review of FTL Faster Than Light. Our movie for the week is Grave of Fireflies. We'll talk about that a little bit. And we've got a new Weekly Warren for you. Stick around for that. Over on YouTube and all that, we've got brand new episodes of Final Fantasy Tactics. We wrapped up uh, Islets last week. We've got a new poll out, and actually, let's real quick go and check and see what won the poll. I don't even know what I'm streaming tonight. I usually don't find out till about five minutes before I start. Oh, sneaking out with a win. Return of the Obra Din. I'm going to be streaming that tonight over on Twitch. Hope you joined me for it. Uh, if you did, I hope it was a good time you know before i do at this point anyway um i'm gonna hit a little button here and we're gonna scoot on over to the next segment of the show hopefully i've uh, got this set up for video stuff so it's kind of sort of good so we'll see in just a second Sneak Eyes is one of the five characters you will use in your long battle. Receive vital information transmitted from Joe headquarters by General Hawk, cling to walls while dodging a barrage of enemy fire. Find gun symbols to power up your massive arsenal of weapons. Catch enemy vehicles like Buzz fight the Cobra Sea Ray, one of many enemy bosses. This is G.I. Joe, a real American hero, an action platformer for the NES developed by Kid, published by Taxan, released in 1991. And this is a pretty dang good uh, little game there is a sequel to this that capcom made it is horrible compared to this one uh rented the hell out of this when i was a kid never got terribly far in it because it's kind of hard and it's split up into like three or four different types of gameplay like uh, there's there's stages obviously you pick a team for each stage with a team leader and you can add two other characters to it um First part of the stage is infiltrating, getting into the enemy's secret base. Second part is exploring a very big map, uh, dungeon y kind of thing, where you're placing time bombs. Third section is getting out before the bombs explode with a boss fight at the end. A boss fight at the end of each section, but like the big stage boss at the end. Then you get a new team, you go to a whole new area, you do it all again. It's a very good game, very, very fun game. And, would absolutely recommend it to anybody who likes um, NES action platformers that are that are a little RPG-ish, a little different. There's tons of different um, options for power-ups, etc. Not all of them are gun power-ups, ladies and gentlemen. Don't get yourself thinking that's the case, because you would be wrong. Right, let's see if I can get this to switch over a little cleaner this time. And I'm sorry about the volume. I'll try and cut that down and. In- as it were. One of the things that we're looking to pick up for this this project is a little, not quite a stream deck, but it's kind of like that, where I can better control what's coming in and coming out. I've kind of got something set up, pardon me, out in the the studio to let me do that. Um, The problem is all the audio equipment's out there, and all the video equipment's in here. So... That's why there's no, like, background here. Because it's out there. Anyway. FTL reviews. Very, very few. Unless we want to go to Metacritic, and we don't want to go to Metacritic. Why would anybody want to go to Metacritic? It's a terrible idea. So we've got um, six total. Two of them are quick. None of them are from our usual regular contributors. And, uh... Take a look at this one. We may not read it. (coughs) Pardon me, because it's a detailed review. We'll see. (coughs) Pardon me, starting with NYC863 in 2012 saying, Stellar value. First things first, don't expect the first 10 hours of this game to be as fun as the next 10, and so on. It isn't a 50 buck game with a team of 400 people involved said, for the price it starts out to be excellent fun if you have any clue what a roguelike game is. After 10 hours of pure interest and frustration, one stops seeing anything new, at least until you have a magic run and get near or close to the final battle. That, in my view, is the biggest weak point of the game. Although I really want to explore the last 30% of the game, I have to replay too many failures where I see nothing new. NetHack has a similar issue, but offers a richer initial game. I don't know what that is. The other criticism is, although with experience you can optimize your chances, you will also still get crushed by unfair fate. Even when things are going swimmingly well, they can go downhill very quickly. Inside a minute. Literally. happened in my Let's Play of this? Uh, you keep being unlucky with shots on the other guy's shield unit. You're at a solar flare system and fires keep breaking out of the worst places. Faced with having to fight a fire or repair a subsystem and a 50 50 chance on either choice, you choose wrong and everything ends. 100 beginners will lose every game. 100 experts with encyclopedic knowledge of the game will lose 90 plus games, some faster than the beginners. My own experience is I've had maybe 50 runs am at the final boss level once. Woefully, Underprepared, Without reading the forums and FAQs for tips, or facts as we call them, I'm not going to be getting enough experience in the last phase of the game to feel confident because so many attempts ended the way before that. I look forward to the evolution of this game type, when I was a kid I used to draw complex underground bases with blast doors and systems, and then slowly destroy them with fire, imagining the base struggling with the problem, I guess there was too many episodes of Thunderbirds in my brain. Anyway, this game supports this kind of imaginative gameplay, name your guys, although they do die too easily, fill in the details of the story in your mind while the game handles fate. I'm rating it a 9 out of 10, given the price. This is a 9 out of 10, or even a 10 out of 10 cheap game. Not a 9 out of 10, $50 game. Says NYC, who gave it a 9. An odd little review. Doesn't really say much, does it? Let's see what old paper Spock had to say. In 2012, he says, You're the captain now. FTL is a game that will make you feel like the captain of a starship. I was instantly reminded of Star Trek and Firefly, but you could have been reminded of Farscape, which was so much better, two of my favorite sci-fi series as I played it. It's insanely difficult, but it's also as fun as it is hard. I'll briefly touch upon plot and presentation before discussing what really makes this game shine music is decent and becomes tense at appropriate times, and this works to enhance the battle sequences. The graphics are largely sprite-based and look like they'd be right at home on the SNES. This makes battles much clearer, but stylistically some may not like it. The plot of this game isn't particularly deep, but creates an amazing scenario for unique adventures to take place in. In short, the game's plot and presentation serve it well. The gameplay is utterly fantastic. Essentially, you're trying to escape a rebel fleet of starships to get something important to your fleet. This is handled by jumping from point to jump point. Jumping from jump point to jump point, excuse me, usually near a planet. At each jump point, you'll either face a battle or some sort of choice in a choose your own adventure style list of options with definite ramifications. A merchant or some combination of these. Some feel as if they were lifted from lost episodes of Firefly. Nothing should be lifted from firefly. Keep it in the bin. For example, a distress signal leads you to a ship low on supplies. Give it some in hopes of a reward or save resources for another time. A large part of playing will be spent dealing with battles and their aftermath. Throughout the game, the starship is managed by redirecting power from one system to another, directing crew members to move from one room to another, and opening and shutting bay doors to let the air out in case of a fire. The various systems are stored in the rooms within the ship, and having a crew member there to manage the system gives some bonus and allows for quicker repairs. Battle involves delicately balancing your ship's crew and systems while simultaneously imbalancing enemy ships. These battles lead to great moments like a race between ships to see who can get their weapons back online first or a mad dash to repair the oxygen generator while at the same time trying, trying to put out a fire by opening bay doors. The more I play, the more I create compelling stories that emerge organically from the gameplay. This is really what makes the game such a joy to play. There are also added layers of resource management and RPG elements. Shield ignoring missiles and fuel are limited in supply. Run out of missiles and battles become much more difficult. Running out of fuel leaves the ship a sitting duck, hopefully that the first passerby is friendly. The RPG and elements excuse me, involve upgrades. Ships have many possible upgrades, additional systems, different weapons, or an increased power supply, for example. Scraps from other ships can be used for those or traded in for a variety of things, including new crew members, hull repair or fuel. It should also be briefly mentioned that this game takes a bit of a roguelike approach, and the maps and sequences of worlds are randomly generated, so no two playthroughs will be alike, and there is perma-death. I think that having permanent death really adds to the stakes and makes it all the more enjoyable, but admittedly this isn't for everyone. Really though, the game is much better experienced than read about, and at $10, it is amazing value. I highly recommend this game, especially if you've always wanted to be the captain of a starship. You should really download this game today. Yeah, Paper Spock gave it a nine. It's a very good review. Paper Spock. Oh, that's a real long one. We're not going to read the whole thing, but Zork Wesker in 2014 says FTL fast to lose. We'll just go straight to his uh, summation. I simply cannot enjoy this game, I'm hardly in control of anything, and the game's message seems to lean towards, you need to take risks in order to thrive and win, but punishes you horribly for taking said risk. There's too much take, and simply not enough give in FTL. It's pretty enjoyable at first, but as you play it more and more, all the joy is sucked away and it turns into irritation. They gave the gameplay a 3 out of 10, graphics a 4 out of 10, sound 6 out of 10, replay 4 out of 10. Positives, space battles can be strategic and tense, easily the most fun you can have with this game. Ship customization has depth and is a lot of fun when you can manage to do it. And there is emphasis on exploration and resource gathering with a risk-reward system, which is a cool idea, but it's executed very poorly due to boneheaded design. They say the negatives are nearly the entire game is left up to chance, which little, uh, very little isn't, excuse me, much to the game's detriment. This roguelike idea and randomly generated nature of everything pretty much undermines the entire game's mechanics and other concepts. Despite the random nature of the game, it feels like there is specifically a bent to it that makes it artificially difficult. Graphics and sound are nothing to write home about. Looks like a Flash game. Some of the background music is alright, but little else can be said about it. It's literally background music. Overall score 4, below average. Score modified to a 4 for GameFAQs, and they rated it a 4. Uh, their review is very long. I picked that one because it was the lowest uh, rated one. We got two nines from the quicks, a 6 from the full, two sevens, and a 4 from the detailed. Um, I understand roguelike games aren't for everybody. For a long time, they weren't for me. I really didn't care for them. I thought, God, this sucks. I put all this time and effort into you know beefing these people up and then you know we just die and everything's gone it's it's all for naught as it were and uh you know i am i've come to appreciate it a little more i've come to appreciate the the i mean goofy as this may sound giving given that roguelikes are usually like binding of isaac or this but the realism of it you know Being a super strong, amazing, uh, killing tank, death machine kind of thing. I I appreciate that. Where your choices have consequences and you have to deal with them for for long periods of time. You know, do you give the stranded scientists a little extra gas so they can get home? uh, Only to run out later? Or that they're like, thank you so much for the fuel. Here, here's a super ultra amazing weapon that we can't use. You know, stuff like that happens all the time. I didn't used to like it. I like it more than I do... I like it more now than I did then. we will say it like that. Uh, I think the graphics are great. Everything looks really nice, um, really crisp, really clear. Pardon me. Um, it's a very sharp looking game. I like it. And the music, while a lot of it is really just background music and you don't notice it or pay much attention to it, what is there is really good it was hard to pick songs for the show last week because so many of them were good as opposed to so many of them are bad and i had to just pick the best ones <clears throat> what i tried to do is pick a a good variety you know of all of all the music in the game to, to give you, a, you know, a nice little selection story wise there's not really much to it I said you're a you're a small single like small crude ship um, you've got some information, all of Star Wars, that you need to get back to to your um, your headquarters because the other bad guys are after you. And so you're you're, you're chased you're being chased by the bad guys, which is why you have to jump and can't spend all this time looking around. So there's a bit of a time frame on the game. Then um, you get to the end, and then you take the information that you have to go fight the big bad guy ship, which is really freaking hard. I've never beat it. I've been playing the game for like. 7 years never beat it but it's still fun i think um i like the control setup i like how everything works the game is hard it is not it doesn't feel fair but i think that's why it is fair because it doesn't feel fair it really you have to be aware of all of your decisions and you've got to really think about some sometimes <clears throat> do you do you stop the slavers because they're slave traders and potentially, you know, get your ship really wrecked in the process. But maybe they say, look, we'll, we'll release somebody to your crew if you leave us alone. Yeah. And, that, and that's something else, too. <coughs> Excuse me. There are different species in this game. Um, there's humans. Humans are not really great at anything, but they're they're pretty good at everything. You know what I mean? Uh, there's rock people who have more health who don't need air to survive, who are take less damage from fire but they move really slow. There are um Mantis who are really bad at operating systems but are really good in physical fights. So you you balance your crew, you know, and and it's it's so expandable. There's different ships, different ship layouts. There's a ton to this game. And I think if Roguelikes or anything like that interest you? I think absolutely, absolutely. You should maybe, maybe consider checking them out. Okay, uh, let's move on to the next segment. Which means I can push this button right here. I need to get it like a transition thing so it fades out. I'll look into it. Can do anyway our movie for now watch this this week is you see over there grave of fireflies i believe i've seen this once and i believe it was many many years ago so i probably need to sit down and watch it again which is why it's on the list Um, this is a 1988 movie based on a semi-autobiographical short story called grave of the fireflies there is a 2005 film, live-action one, called the Grave of Fireflies, which was a, a TV adaptation of the same thing. Um, this is, I've got the, the Wikipedia here because I didn't want to get anything wrong, an animated war drama film written and directed by Isao Takahata, produced by Studio Ghibli, based on the book of the same name by Akuki Nosaka. Set in the city of Kobe, Japan, June 1945, tells the story of two siblings and war orphans and their desperate struggle to survive during the final months of the Second World War. Universally acclaimed, it has been ranked as one of the greatest war films of all time and is recognized as a major work of Japanese animation. I picked this one because not not every movie is a feel-good movie. Not every movie should be a feel-good movie. Um... (coughs) Not every not every story deserves a happy ending. Not going to spoil anything on this one, whether it's happy or not. Uh, but I think given given some of the things happening, you know, in in the world right now, it's not a bad idea for us to take a minute and kind of you know, over here in America, we get crap all for news, and a lot of the news we get about certain things is is. Washed a little bit. I don't want to say whitewashed, but it's it's washed a little bit. So we'll hear about this really horrible thing, but we won't hear about this really horrible thing, because this really horrible thing is people we don't care for as much as we care about these people, so the really horrible things we hear about differ depending on perspective. So um Grave of Fireflies, go find it, give it a watch. I will be giving it a watch myself this week. Can change our perspectives a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, that's it. Let's let's move on. That's music next. Of the weird time, just looking up some information on our song. Let's start off with Rem della Weird, ladies and gentlemen. Stick with me here. In nineteen, excuse me, eighteen ninety nine. Great way to start. Peshawar, Pakistan, James Squid, a drunken British officer, arrested a tree because he thought it was a fugitive trying to get away from him. He ordered the chi- trees excuse me, chained to the ground, a Central reported, and the chains have remained for 125 years along with a plaque explaining them. While tourists are tickled by the strange restraints, locals see the, symbol, the chains wow, as a symbol of British oppression. Through this act, the British basically implied that to the tribesmen that if they dared act against the Raj, they too would be punished in a similar fashion, one local man said. Others call it a living history. Yeah, it's a living history of the British oppressing the Pakistan people. Yeah. It's a monument to British drunkenness and, and <clears throat> ego. Let my treeple go. Our litigious society Cynthia Kelly 18 of Hillsbury County Florida has sued the Hershey company for five million dollars because the Reese's peanut butter Pumpkins she bought in October didn't have a jack-o-lantern face on them as shown in Package. ClickOrlando.com reported on December 29th that Kelly accused the company of false and deceptive advertising, and she would not have purchased the Reese's peanut butter pumpkins product if she knew that it did not have the detailed carvings of the mouth and or eyes pictured on the product label. The suit reads. She also pointed out that the white ghost and football candies were missing their own key details. One reviewer called the pumpkin a monstrosity. I'm going to imagine Cynthia Kelly has had a lot of different jobs in, in her lifetime. Two years ago, Paul Kerouac stopped at a Dunkin Donuts in Winter Park, Florida, where he used the restroom. The New York Post reported, while he was indisposed, the toilet he was occupying exploded, leaving him quote, covered with debris, including human feces and urine. Or according to a lawsuit filed on January 3rd in Florida's 9th Judicial District. Kerouac claims the Duncan workers knew there was a, quote, problem with the toilet and says he, quote, requires mental health care and counseling as a direct result of the trauma he experienced in the restroom. End of quote. Why did it explode? That's what I want to know. They don't usually do that. You know, it's not a feature, it's a bug. Here's a... Oh, those are both Florida, by the way. Here's a recurring theme, also from Florida. Authorities are still fishing for a man who entered a bass... Bass Pro Shop. Excuse me, a musician. That's where my brain goes. We should have spelled one of them different. Uh, Bass Pro Shops... Authorities are still fishing for a man who entered a Bass Pro Shops store in Fort Myers, Florida on December 20th and dipped a net into the indoor fish pond capturing a 50-pound tarpon. USA Today reported that the suspect left the store with the dripping catch and despite a cash-rewarded social media post, the Lee County Sheriff's Office has not been able to identify or find him. Just walked in and kidnapped a fish? Authorities were called to the Leeds, Alabama... Bass Pro Shop, got it right this time. On January 4th, after 42 year old George Owens of Starrett Alabama, I'm assuming, drove a car into a pole in the parking lot, then exited this car, stripped off all his clothes, ran inside where he did a cannonball into the aquarium. AL.com reported that Owens yelled at two police officers, two of them even, and climbed over the edge of the aquarium where he fell onto the concrete floor and knocked himself out. He was charged with public lewdness among other offenses i would like to know what they are please tell me here's a story of super freak on december 13th as a family in arlington virginia sat down to dinner a ring doorbell notification alerted them to someone at the door w usa tv reported the woman told her husband quote there's this guy he didn't ring the doorbell he's just standing there and he's in the gingerbread man costume gingerbread man costume oh here we go i'm going over the husband called the police non-emergency line to report the creepy visit, and about an hour later, another neighbor, Lindsay Churchill, spotted the gingerbread man. All of a sudden, my dogs were going crazy, and there was a giant blow of gingerbread man costume out on the sidewalk, she said. We kinda locked eyes, and the gingerbread man went on his way. It was not Holly Jolly. Police never actually caught up with the subject who was not identified. They ran and ran as fast as they can. But they just couldn't catch that gingerbread, man. Come on. You put bad jokes in the news all the time. Why do I gotta do it? Getting away from it all, ladies and gentlemen. Three armed suspects were busy robbing a check-cashing business in Commerce City, Colorado, on December 16th when another thief mucked up their getaway plans, Nine News TV reported. The robber's vehicle, which was probably stolen, we don't know for sure, was outside when a woman jumped in and took off with it, leaving the teenage suspects to try to escape on foot. Police were able to capture two of them along with loaded firearms and arrest them. The car thief is still at large. <coughs> what if it was her car? Meanwhile, in Wheat Ridge, Colorado, police caught up with a burglar on December 28th who had hired an Uber for use as a getaway car, 14 News TV reported. Jose Guadalupe Perez Gallardo was taken into custody as he approached his hired ride carrying a backpack with $8,600 worth of stolen Milwaukee brand tools inside. That's like three drills. Three drills from Milwaukee. Ordering an Uber as your getaway driver makes it that much easier for us to find you, the Wheat Ridge Police Department posted online. They did catch up with him, so I guess that's okay should have been wearing his gingerbread suit. Questionable judgment. Dr. Kelvin Moldrum of Eden Prairie, Minnesota, is the subject of a malpractice lawsuit filed in late December by his patient, Kathleen Wilson, USA Today reported. Wilson alleges in the suit that Moldrum, during a single visit in July 2020, performed more than 30 procedures on Wilson's mouth, eight crowns, four root canals, and 20 fillings, and that the work was done improperly, resulting in her disfiguration. The lawsuit also alleges that Moldrum used twice the amount of anesthesia allowed and then falsified records to cover the dosage. Wilson is seeking more than $50,000 in damages. You need to get the lawyer from the Reese's pumpkin lady. $50,000? 30 procedures and one visit. That's my job. I need to go to the dentist 30, and. 30 in one visit. I think after like the first hour, would you be like, you know, are we done? Anyway, next story not on my watch vancouver british columbia police revealed that on december 19th a 72 year old woman successfully chased an intruder from her home with a shovel vancouver city news reported a naked man there's been a lot of nudity in this week's show broke into the victim's home with a pointed metal rod which he swung toward her throughout the encounter she fought back with a shovel and quote chased him out of the house and cornered him until officers arrived police said Kudos to her. It was pretty badass of her, I would say, said Constable Tania Vicentin. Excuse me, Vicentin. No one was injured during the incident to swing a shovel like Shovel night. news you can use we've all seen the restaurant notices about automatic gratuities added for parties of more than six or eight people but not more than seven a 10 person group in South Bend Indiana thought they would beat the system at the wild crab restaurant by splitting into two groups of five WSBT TV reported The manager said the group was informed that they'd be subject to the 18% gratuity even though they were seated in different sections of the restaurant. As the party left the restaurant, someone threw crayons at the manager and pepper sprayed them. Firefighters responded to help the victim of the pepper spray, and a police report was filed. Is that going to help? Is that really going to help? And finally, oops, someone missed the please secure all loose clothing safety message. On January 5th, on the DC Rivals hyper coaster at Movie World in Oxenford, Australia. God, that was a sentence. The Mirror reported that a scarf became entangled around the wheel of one of the trains, which caused it to stop at the top of a hill. Dozens of riders were, riders were stranded, and each was given a harness and told to walk down the stairs to the load station. All the guests on board are safe while uh, with the ride vehicle stopped in a designated zone, Warner Brothers Movie World said in a statement. The whole place, Warner Brothers Movie World, walked up to a microphone and said the words. They should have given the scarf to one of the naked people. That seems like the best idea to do in that situation to me, right? remember why I picked this music, because it was the most z I could find. Our Now Hear This, or Weekly Warren, whatever I'm going to call it, is uh, Frank and Jesse James, the opening track from the Warren z album, alt-Warren z uh, released in 1976. Um, I was just reading up a thing about this. Uh, it's a second studio album. Album was recorded in '75 and released in '76. 70, excuse me, on Asylum Records. Remastered version with some bonus tracks in 2008 by Rhino Records. Uh, there is a review of the album. We're not going to get into this stuff every album, but I was just interested. Um, rock albums of the '70s: A Guide. Uh, Robert. Christgau wrote i am suspicious of singer-songwriters who draw attention to phrases like hasten down the wind and i would suggest a moratorium on songs about the james brothers that don't also rhyme pollution and solution but i like the way Zevon pigeonholes uh, excuse me but i like the way Zevon resists pigeonholes like country rock while avoiding both the banal and the mystagogical and the quatrains like and if california slides into the ocean like the mystics and statistics say it will i predict this motel will be standing until i pay my bill love that i love that absolutely love that um all music gave this album four and a half stars the record dude gave it a b plus encyclopedia of popular music gave it four pitchfork a 10 out of 10 pop matters 9 out of 10 rolling stone positive and uncut a 9 out of 10 We'll get more into this album later, but there are some names on here, man, people that he worked with. Just amazing. Frank and Jesse James from the self-titled Warren Zevon Studio album. Check it out. G. I. Joe. Anyway, Thanks very much for joining me on this episode of Electric Leftovers. You know, it's a little different. Um, it's it's gonna get better as we move forward. I'm just uh, unsure quite how to how to do it because we're in in limbo, transitory limbo between two locations. So, um, before anything else big shout out to friend of the friend of the pod, Coolio. Coolio helped me get some of the stuff you are seen on the screen here set up uh, last night. Mostly the track names and some other stuff. Um, speaking of the show here, if you I think that looked right. It still doesn't look right. It says it's right. Um, <laughs> if you enjoyed the show, video or otherwise please consider giving us a like and a review and a rating and all that stuff wherever you get your podcasts it does help people find the show um, if you would like to subscribe please do that as well you can get all the new episodes if you want to get the video versions where you can see just how much how i struggle reading some of this news uh, you can uh, become a member over at buymeacoffee.com slash electric left you get every episode every thursday in video form should you want such a thing? Uh, if you would like to check out videos for G.I. Joe, Real American Hero, Final Fantasy Tactics, or FTL Faster Than Light, you can find all of that on JasonScrooveMachine.com. If you'd like to join us for a live stream every Monday on Twitch, that's Machine over on Twitch. I'm on post at G R V-I-N. And that is going to do it for the show this week. Thank you all for joining me. I will see you next time. Take care.